Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. We're still here with Catherine Ryan. Um, Catherine, also, I want to say uh, my, my, not my guilty pleasure at all, but my pleasure over lockdown um, when I was in quarantine was uh, I've just totally gone back Who's, what show you do with Jimmy Carr and oh we do a show called Your Face or Mine where Your you face or mine. each other's looks yeah. oh my god with <laughs> when you get celebrities on it it's the funniest thing I've seen and you had Spencer Matthews and Vogue on it and I saw it when I was quarantined and it was genius because Spencer obviously hated the fact that he was being made fun of the entire time and but I don't understand how you guys don't get so awkward when you do it that's what I don't get well I feel like when you hear the the tagline of your face or mine it's Uh where couples come on to rate each other's looks so they can either lie and save the relationship or win money because their answer has to match with the audience so it's very difficult to lie and say so-and-so is better looking than my girlfriend. You know, you have mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, that sounds mean, but I think the heart of the show is some people come on, they think they're better looking than they are. And if they have a bad personality, you wouldn't believe how the audience votes them down and your personality can make you better looking or less attractive. And I think that's why we don't get uncomfortable because we feel that it is a very worthy show. And we also feel that if we break you up on your face of mind, which is the aim, then you're uh-huh. never really going to make it anyway. But do you know what's funny is that in the US, so mm. the US do the roasting, right? So they do the roast battle of whoever. That's what happens. And in the UK, we don't have it because for some reason we find it too awkward. It doesn't quite work over we the UK. We have it. And I thought you were going to come on roast battle UK. Oh, no, then... no. Th- that roast battle we have where you can roast it between comedians, but it's where you have like the roasting of Donald Trump or the roasting of Justin Bieber or the roasting of, oh. you know, that one where they, they sit and they roast. The so what were they doing there. to you? Oh, we did we did the roast battle I came on it was it was one of the scariest things I've ever done and and Catherine was the judge on it and I was like oh god this is just horrendous the whole thing it's horrible doing that show because also not being not a comedian you're like well what do you say and as I told you this before Francis I did it against Ivo Graham he came on he was doing like a whole like a whole story and then at the end there was yeah. a joke Mine you've got to just... know. You've got to know not to do it against Ivo. Ivo's just too good at it. It's a skill. It's fine. It doesn't mean that you're not funny. It's yeah, just but a... not funny like that. I I didn't. I just did one liners. I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was like, hey, I thought you had to be like, hey, Francis, you're ginger and you look like Ron Weasley. Ha 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 ha. It's not. You have to do sort of. Stat, you have to do like a whole routine, and I just didn't realize. Yeah, you think that type of thing would just kill? <laughs> yeah, I thought. <laughs> Listen, I've got loads of those type of things. But that, that one, so Rose Paddle's fine because it's between comedians and stuff like that. So I think that's okay. For some reason, being British, we find it hard to, to be mean about someone unless they're kind of being mean back. Unless do, they're disagreeing you know with I mean? you on Brexit. 
<laughs> yeah, but also with your face or mine, for some reason it's acceptable, as you say, because it's it's more about their personality, as you said. So if their personality is nice, then they go, okay, actually, we like you. Yeah. And we don't care so much. But in the US, they don't really care about that. They're just, they're mean and it works and it's funny and it's not <laughs> awkward. I think that's that's kind of right, right? But also with... Well, they um, take themselves less seriously, I think, in, in, in the States and Canada. Do you agree with that? I, I, no, I don't know. I think... I, I, I would say... I would say do you think so. as Brits we take it seriously? I don't think we take, take ourselves seriously. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I lived in the States for a long time. People yeah, don't... But until really you were like eight years old? No, until I was 14. Oh, okay. And, you, and so that's where you get your relaxed attitude from. I don't know, Captain, what do you think? Do you think the Brits are relaxed or no? Uh, oh, I definitely think that the Brits naturally take the mick out of each other anyway and have a very yeah. caustic sense of humor. I've always thought Brits are very funny and really good at making fun of each other in a, in a friendly manner. And I think it just depends, I suppose, on the American roast. That celebrity is usually so high status already that they can mm. take the jokes and then they do get the final word and it can be a moment of redemption when Justin Bieber delivered his final address yeah. everyone really forgave him for a lot of his adolescent behavior and everybody thought he was really funny and they really liked him so I think it's a positive show for everyone I think it's very likable to be able to laugh at yourself and I know that Jimmy Carr I believe tried the celebrity roast over here yeah he did but I mean I don't know perhaps at that time we didn't have enough very established comedians willing to participate, or maybe that celebrity took themselves very seriously. But I'm sure there are celebrities. Something like that. But, but okay, also, this is a question. Before you got married to Bobby, yeah. uh, who did you prefer dating, Canadians or <laughs> British people? Oh, Canadians. Really? Well, yeah. I think British people are, like, really fun to date. I thought, like, the Brits are known to be quite, like, fun and silly and things like that, No. I mean, maybe if you have a healthy self-esteem and you choose well and your dad was always nice to you, then you get with a nice British person. But I didn't Was your dad, because your dad's Irish. Did you? So do you obviously have a, you have a sort yeah. of um, affection for the Irish? I mean, I've never dated an Irish man. That's the only lesson my father ever told me. Did he tell you that or was it his actions that made you think that? A <laughs> little bit of both. My dad softened with age. We're really good friends now, but he used to be pretty intense. No, I just, I happened to choose, I think, the worst British men on the whole island somehow. So you're welcome. Took, took them out of public circulation for a while. <laughs> Sounds like you murdered them. <laughs> yeah. Why did you bury them? <laughs> I don't. I wish. <laughs> okay, but also, Catherine, uh, you have to be congratulated because you're now you're now Netflix famous. Well, yeah, Netflix only has a few programs on there, so everyone's definitely watched mine. Yeah, but you are you're you're Netflix famous. You you're on a panel show. Yeah. You then have your own show. You now got this new show coming out. So, what, can you tell us what the new show is about? You're not allowed to. I am. I think I, I'm not probably allowed to say exactly when it comes out, but it's called The Duchess, and it is a comedy sitcom that is not dramatic. I am so inspired by so many dramatic sitcoms that I'm seeing right now, but I'm just not that way. I wanted to make something that was very eastbound and down, uh, ballsy, just a funny sitcom about a very fashionable mother in London who is a good mother, but a bad person. Because 
I don't know. I'm tired of uh, seeing so many likable women. So this woman is a real <laughs> prick. <laughs> and she just runs around London being a prick, but she's a really good mom. So I think that's her redeeming quality. <laughs> so, so it redeems it because she's a good mom. So therefore it's okay because then she can be a dick to everyone. Because that's well, I guess right. sometimes you could say that sometimes being a bad person makes you a good mother in certain scenarios, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe i think you know i'm a pretty bad person but i've always been a very good mom i always always put my own evil pursuits to one side to make sure that every decision i make for my daughter's sake is a benevolent one better than being a good person and a really bad mother that's, that's not the... <laughs> yeah, that also doesn't really work i'm a great yeah. person i help out everyone but i really <laughs> neglect my child <laughs> Listen, I used to see a bunch of those moms at the school gates, real holier than them, you know, doing yoga, helping out with all the cake sales, really involved. But somehow they had shit kids. Yeah. And I thought, it's not that hard to be a decent fucking mom. Like, what What are you doing? Have you Have you ever said that to one of the parents? By the way, your your kid's shit. Be a, be a better Be a better parent. Have you ever had parent arguments or anything like that? I don't find that North London mothers will argue. They just, they're very skilled at being passive aggressive, you know, just commenting that you haven't been very active in the PTA and... What? Um, There's no PTA. Is there actually a PTA where you have to kind of go there and, and like help out and bake cakes and do these kind of things? Yes, and I am not that mum, so I was because you're a bad mum. <laughs> <laughs> just neglecting your child. You're not going to go to that because I can't be bothered. Sorry. Right. See, the character is a bad person and a good mom. I'm a bad person and a bad mom. <laughs> but but wait, hang on. So because I I dated a a North London girl and her mom was was pretty pretty punchy. So I feel like yeah. So I feel like some North London girls uh, their mums are pretty scary and they tell you what's what. They don't take any shit whatsoever. Okay. So I imagine when you roll up to the gates and. They, you haven't done anything, yeah, they will be super passive-aggressive. <laughs> Why the fuck haven't you made those brownies? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But wait, so when you get a call from, uh, when you get an email from Netflix, hmm. how does it, how does it happen? Because I'm waiting one day for that. That, oh. that email. Do they call you? Do they email you? Do they say, "Hey, we want to make a Netflix show"? Is this what happens? No. When I saw that doesn't my... happen that hey, way. Jamie, we saw no. you at the comedy store, and we really <laughs> yeah. we liked what we saw. We think we could work with it. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen that way. No, you have to build towards it and things like that. Because I thought like Netflix is like one of the it's one of the ultimates, right? Yeah, they're great. I really love them. What I did for my sitcom was I wrote it. And mm -hmm. then with my American manager, we went all around and pitched it to loads of different networks, um, channels in the UK. I don't think it's the same culture in the UK. I think you develop something start to finish with a channel. But in the US, you can write something and show it to all the channels and see who likes it best. And then I think they all put uh, forward their interest or lack thereof. And I had a few channels who were interested in my scripts. And I 
loved the people at Netflix, the the team, the comedy team, and they had already been so good to me with my two stand-up specials and the fix. And so I wanted to make it with them and we just did the deal that way. I went to them and had to sort of sing for my supper type of thing and be like, please yeah, do you want to make this? I remember I came up with this, um, <laughs> I came up with a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, that was called, it's actually a really great idea. I've pitched it loads and no one in the UK wanted it, but it was called Airheads. Mm -hmm. So, and basically, hey, I'm, I, I'm an air, people are airs. And you go around and find different airs, and it's airheads. This was the idea behind the show, so anyone else can steal it. Um, but I went to, I was like, great, this is the idea. So I went to the US, and I pitched it to E! Network, and lots of different people like, people like this. And I sat in the, the, the room with E, and yeah. they were literally like, oh, my God, here we go. Uh, we love your idea. This is great. Um, this sounds really fun. Da -da 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 -da. Um, but we kind of want to change the title to billionaires. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And they're like, because obviously you're a billionaire. And in my head, I was like, I'm not. <laughs> so I don't understand what the, I'm not a billionaire. But I was like to them, yeah, yeah, totally. That's fine. Let's call it billionaires. And then they greenlit it. And obviously, very quickly, what they found out that I wasn't a billionaire and I didn't know any billionaires. And so we couldn't make this TV show. But you're right that you go there and you pitch these shows to them and they yeah. suddenly go, right, here we go. Let's go and make it. And also the great thing about the U.S. is that their budgets and things are so much greater. So you just they kind of just make stuff when the U.K. that doesn't happen as much. Well, they I have find. so many people Huge market. there it's a, watching. It's just a, a much, yeah. much bigger market. So there's more money. Yeah, I, I think so. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think you will? Do you think you will always remain in the UK now? Do you think you'll go back to Canada at some point? I do. I mean, never say never. But I love the school that my daughter goes to now. I love that my daughter's British. I just think. Is she British? Yeah, she was born here. So she has a British accent. Yes, people who are born here, Jamie, have British accents. Do they? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I did not know that. And so, okay. um, I think the comedy circuit has been so good to me. I don't think that a comedian, I'm sorry, I could be wrong, but it doesn't look like a comedian can survive in Canada, unfortunately. At least not a full-time comedian as that their, their main job, I imagine. Unless they, I guess, go to America and make it there. But that's not in Canada, is it? <laughs> 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 but, but because this is doing a full circuit because there's just not enough there's not enough work in Canada that's what happens there just isn't enough I think people and again I'm, I'm commenting on an industry that I'm not a part of but I feel like I remember people going to hockey games going to basketball games but mostly staying at home and doing barbecues and they don't patronize live music theater art to the extent of you know the pub culture in the UK, yeah. there were before pre-COVID so many gigs every night of the week in the UK, and that's the whole reason that I was able to become a comedian. I do love it here. I, I love it, and sometimes I travel for work. When we were filming The Fix, we filmed that in America, and I lived there for a summer. But I think I will always come back here. Yeah, but also you, you I don't understand how you find your time. Do you do you still gig? Because how do you find the time to do your gigging and things yeah. like that? Because you're doing different TV shows all the time. You're yeah. doing Netflix shows. When do you get that time to do it? I haven't gigged in a while. And then obviously everything shut down. But I am writing a new show to tour. And I think um, there are loads of new material nights when your mm. tour show is getting ready. You do those. You have an off season and an on season. I just did The Duchess. So I had an off season. But now I'm going to have to go into little clubs 
try that material wherever, whenever I can. It only takes an hour, so you squeeze it in. And then I'll do a tour when I'm allowed. And then you gig all around the country if you're lucky. And, and that's how you do it. So do, so when do you think comedy clubs will uh, open enough, uh, open up in a way that, you know, makes it like worthwhile? Like obviously you can't do it to like an audience of 10. Well, I suppose you could, yeah. but, but like... Um, I guess I mean, they, someone should start a night where people say, look, I'm going to put my life on the line to save comedy and sit next to someone in a comedy club and laugh because I think comedy des- deserves to stay alive. Well, they did that in America and D.L. Hughley passed out on stage from COVID. He passed out on stage from no. COVID on the same night? No. Yeah, there's a video. Wait, hang on. So hang, he went on stage, he had COVID and he passed out on stage. Yeah. But he survived? Yes, thankfully. I love DL. But there's a video and he was talking all about it online. And so all the people in that comedy club were at risk. So, I mean, you, you can't be lifting restrictions too soon. <laughs> yeah, Francis's idea. No, I mean, I, hey, I, obviously, if they, were, if they were complicit in saying, I, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to put my life on the line, it, it, you know, for the relatively yeah. low risk. Well, I don't know. They're doing driving gigs and they're doing some outdoor socially distancing gigs. And Well, I won't be going to them because I went to Ibiza for the weekend and then found out that on the weekend when I was there for two days that now I have to self-quarantine for 14 days yeah. because I was there for like two days. I, can, I got the news and I was like, are you kidding me? I don't understand it. So, you, so have people, people have been checking up on you? Well, no one's checked up on me, but I think I can't leave the house because obviously... What would happen if you left? Well, I put other people at risk, so I just can't do it. That's what happens. But if you got caught, would you be arrested? I don't, I, don't, I don't know what happens. Do you want me to test it? Shall I go outside and be like, no, hey, I, mean, I was no, in a... That's your idea. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you to <laughs> break the law. Um, okay, listen, Francis, we need to have the answer to the question of the week, buddy, as well. So do you remember what the question was, Jamie? Yeah, it was a terrible question. I think it's a it great was, question. Okay, what was what do you call the cross between a bison and a cow? Yeah, that was the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what the answer your, is? Your answer was a what did you say? Cowson. I said a cowson. Cowson. Okay. And so the answer is actually a beefalo. Oh. <laughs> Don't even say oh. You were high. You were nowhere near there. Yeah, a but cowson. that's a good name. I that's like it. A good it. name, beefalo. It's a good name a for like a. Uh, a sort of steak restaurant, beefalos. Are you sure it isn't bifalo? No, it's beefalo. B e e f fallo. Hey, uh, Catherine, listen, we've taken up far too much of your time. Um, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I also want you to tell Bobby <laughs> that I love him and I think he's one of the greatest humans I've ever met. We only <laughs> spent a brief time together, but wow, his energy was just. <laughs> epic <laughs> uh, you know he really liked you too that's funny that you, you guys appreciated each other's energy i just appreciated him because he was just so honest and chilled and i just loved that i just loved the way so I went, what do you do now he goes nothing i just like i can't work so i don't do anything i was like yes bobby um but listen so when can we see the duchess when is that out i'm not sure that comes out this year sometime okay and i hope everybody likes it it'll be on netflix and i'm sure when it comes out i'll be really annoying talking about it everywhere can't wait yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just gonna think that you're a really bad person but a good mom after it. is that what's gonna happen and that's fine with me they will be not wrong is it autobiographical <laughs> the the sitcom 
It isn't. It's fictional comedy. And um, I've learned how to protect everyone in my life by always writing fiction around me. But I try to get the core truth of me somewhere in there. And that's the challenge. So just quickly before we go, what's the core truth in The Duchess? It's about putting your children's interests first. And it's a show about a mother who is not overwhelmed by motherhood and who is not haggard. And I'm tired of seeing these women strung out on white wine on television. You can be a mother who's together and powerful and fashionable and you can be fucked up in a different way. There we go. I agree. Yeah, there we go. Catherine Ryan, thank you so much. Listen, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. <laughs> we never warn anyone about this. We have, Me? Yeah, you have to say it's like inspirational. Okay. Um, she just did, really. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, but, to, to but I didn't tear up for it, so she has to okay. do it again. <laughs> All right. Never argue with an idiot. Otherwise, people won't know which one of you is the idiot. It's true. Killed it. Catherine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.